Hi, I'm Kira Zagorski, and I play Dr. Julia Walker on Helix, and you are listening to the TV Times 3 podcast. We sit glued to the TV set all night, and every day, why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of... Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 210. On this episode, we've got some news, and then we'll be talking about recent episodes of Almost Human, uh, Sleepy Hollow, Bitten, Person of Interest, and Grimm. You can find the full show notes with time codes for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 210. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Jenny from TV is My Pacifier. And uh, I'm Sam Maggs from... My own stuff. <laughs> and I'm also an editor at geekosystem.com. That's where you might know me best. <laughs> As Ray would say, uh, from the internet. From the internet, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sam Meggs uh, from the internet. <laughs> Everywhere. All right. Well, we'll jump into uh, the news here. A uh, few things. There's been uh, uh, with the. Uh, the Television Critics Association uh, winter meetings going on in uh, this uh, last uh, couple weeks. There's been a lot of uh, of news and things like that coming out. Uh, first up, not shockingly, uh, ABC will be pulling Killer Women uh, from the schedule early. I'm bummed. Me too. That show's so good, and I've been looking forward to Trisha Helfer on my television for so long, and now they're taking her away. What am I gonna do? It's just, it's just a good guilty pleasure show for me. Yeah, it's, I, you don't, know, I don't nothing... get the, uh, I don't get the sort of. There's been a lot of, like, uh, you know, some of the critics out there don't like it, and uh, obviously, it didn't get anybody to really watch it, but. I think it has an interesting like style and take to the way that they're uh, telling the the stories. I think it's a little weird that the one female Texas Ranger is always after the killer women is is the, is the one w- weird thing about it. But uh, you know, I I thought it had an you know I like Trisha Helfer uh, and it, I thought it had an interesting style to it. Uh, but you know, after a couple weeks of subpar ratings. Uh, Although they are going to continue to play it for a couple of weeks, you know, they're just uh, pulling it earlier than they were going to by a couple of weeks. Here's what I don't understand. Do we really think that Mind Games with Steve Zahn is going to be better than Killer <laughs> Women? Like, is that really what they're trying to tell me? Because I don't know. Well, <laughs> the thing about that show is, is it's a, uh, what's his name? A Kyle Killen uh, yeah. show, which... I'm, so I'm very interested in the show because the guy does very interesting shows, but none of them have taken off at all. I I think I saw the pilot for that uh, back last summer, if that's the one I'm remembering. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I, not everybody did, but I you know I love Christian Slater. Yeah, that, that's um, another so... one. You, this is this is the show that has. Christian Slater and Kyle Killen as the creator and and their shows while I've liked some of their shows they never seem to hit with audiences so right. this should be a, you know, an interesting an interesting mix yeah it's kind of weird uh in that bringing it on a couple weeks earlier like while the, similar like with last week's when they pulled the assets it's like yeah it wasn't doing very well and it's 
but you've already purchased it. You know, right. you, you've already right. you've already done it. Like, how much better really in the ratings is a you know a repeat of Shark Tank or something like that going to do, or mm-hmm. or what no, have you? Totally. That when you're talking about eight episode series, like, why not just air them? Yeah, <laughs> you would think that would it would it's more of a waste of money the way they're doing it now than had they gone ahead and finished airing everything. So the logic doesn't make sense to me either. And I would think that they have they would have more time to advertise something like uh, Mind Games, which, from what I understand from some of the things I've read coming out of uh, the press tour, is that it's another show that needs like an explanation. Like you've, yeah. you, to, it, you, you, there's, you can't. You can't really capture it in, like, a 30-second ad type of thing. A lot right. of these shows need time to build an audience. Like, you can't tell me that if they had pulled Person of Interest after three episodes that it would have gained the same kind of following <laughs> that it has. Like, with a show that's a little bit complicated and a little bit weird, like, sometimes you just need to put it out there, put the whole thing out there, and then let people decide whether or not they want to then go ahead and watch the whole season, like happened with Orphan Black. Because I right. feel like not a lot of people watched Orphan Black the first time it aired, but then word got around that it was amazing, and it's been marathoned endlessly since then, and tons of people are going to watch the second season Yeah, I'm now. sure the second season will have definitely Keep improved it. ratings from, uh, yeah. from so, what the first season did. Yeah, I think there's some... Definitely the way people are starting to watch TV more, that uh, while they like to, you know, you like to watch it whenever you want to watch it, and people like marathoning things on things like Netflix and, mm-hmm. and stuff that, uh, but it, it does seem to show that certain shows, if they garner some sort of, uh, an audience that that audience will promote it and other people will start watching it and catch up. And if it is actually as good as people, you know, say it is, they'll be willing to watch it weekly come, you know, the next, a uh, next season. Absolutely. That lots of shows have shown, you know, not just things, you know, like like the, you know, the final eight episodes of Breaking Bad and things like that. But uh, lots of different shows, things like Sons of Anarchy and and other things have, you know, have grown in in later seasons because people would hear about it and start catching up with them and and uh, and then come in and like not want to, you know, if it becomes that good and you catch up, you don't want to wait like a really long time until the next time that you can marathon it. Oh my right. God, definitely. <laughs> it's physically painful. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. And, and with mind games coming in a, in February now, instead of, you know, a couple weeks into, uh, into March, uh, to take its place. I don't know. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see because there's so many things that come out at mid season now, like everything, there's no like downtime, at any part of the year like i was so amazed at just like the first week of january how many things returned right back and how many things were on on the schedule and so it's great there's no like hiatus months of pure (laughs) repeats anymore i love it well i do too but then again you know those of us who have well i'm thinking mainly of kyle but uh you know those of us who have tons of shows to catch up on <laughs> you know <laughs> we have an issue there's no yes. time yes it's uh, a <laughs> yes it's such a such a sad day for there to be so much good tv on there's uh all right uh the next thing on the list is uh the cw has canceled uh their reality series uh, breaking point uh, that's aired over the last couple summers uh 
and uh, HBO has <clears throat> HBO has renewed uh, Real Time with Bill Maher for a thirteenth season. Uh, with the the twelfth season just started up here recently. Uh, NBC. This is the 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 good news coming out of uh, uh, TCA the last uh, couple days. Uh, NBC has renewed uh, Parks and Recreation for a seventh season. Yay! Or will be renewing it for a seventh season. It's it's one of those where the programming executive from NBC said it'll be getting a a seventh season. So it's basically renewed, but I guess not officially, officially renewed. Uh, right. Uh, but you know, he said it it'll be getting a seventh season, and that there's a good chance that Community could come back for a sixth. So wow, that would be uh, that'd be interesting. To see, I, I'd be happy to have both of them back for uh, <laughs> uh, for more for more seasons. Uh, Showtime has renewed uh, Web Therapy for a fourth season. Uh, that's a that's an interesting one, just in that apparently it's on like season five, like on the, the web version of the series, and then they like rearrange the way things are to create the Showtime version of the series, and then add in extra content to it. So that's that's sort of an interesting, like hybrid of shows that has two versions of itself, online and then on a network. And then uh, lastly, uh, Warner Brothers Television announced that there will be some sort of a Veronica Mars spinoff uh, digital series uh, coming to the online uh, CW Seed uh, network. Hey, yeah, crazy! Turns out people like Veronica Mars, eh? <laughs> yeah, <that's>... Wow. <laughs> It'll be it'll be interesting to see like what it actually uh, the 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 one thing it there was going to be some sort of a a series with uh, Ryan Hansen trying to sort of get a a Dick Casablancas spinoff series <laughs> and that's what the series is going to be about or it's very confusing to me yeah I, they've they've there's like a they sort of just mentioned there's going to be the spinoff series but they were very not what it is going to be just that there will be something <laughs> and then rob thomas tweeted later something to the idea of this uh this type of spin-off series but uh i don't know it, anything that sort of keeps you in that uh in that world i guess or uh or has sure. fun with those those people that play a lot right. of those characters uh it'll be you know it could be fun so so yeah that's uh that's the news i'm sure with the I'm I'm not sure when TCA ends, but uh, it's got to be coming to a close here pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure there'll be uh, some more stuff coming out uh, this week, and uh, we'll tell you about that next week on the podcast. And with that, we'll move on to the prime time segment of the show. And uh, first up is uh, Almost Human, uh, season one, episode eight. Uh, you are here. Episode two. Yeah. yeah it, oh. say, it, it hasn't really bothered me up until this point that the episodes have been airing out of production order, but I got to tell you that I really, really noticed that this episode uh-huh. was supposed to be the episode that followed the pilot. I thought that there were some like real obvious moments of like all of a sudden we were way backwards in character yeah. development, like during Blaring. like buddy buddy with each other. They were like so formal and right. You know, finding out this information about Valerie being genetically enhanced, like you could tell that we were supposed to know that 
ages ago and then it just like popped up and you're like oh okay like, so i definitely <laughs> found that it was glaringly obvious that this it is yeah. not every show has a problem when they when they air episodes out of order not every show um is so glaringly yeah obvious. but there were so many inconsistencies with this one that it was just odd well, the, the main thing for me with this episode is I kept wondering when, you know, some of these episodes were finally going to appear, considering they jumped from the pilot to episode five. Right. Uh, you know, and then six, seven, eight, and then uh, jump back to like episode three. And, and then uh, so it's it's been it it hasn't so much uh, affected me, except that that first jump, it felt like the buddy copness of them and their relationship had like seriously matured, but you had like no right. idea how much time it actually passed. Right. All of a sudden the they were best a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that they, that, uh, you know, they were working much better together and it just seemed, that seemed really quick. And so what seemed weird about also along all these episodes is in that first episode, there's sort of some major stuff that they talk about, like, the ambush that, you know, turns out to be partly headed by, you know, what was his, his girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> that, you kind of forget that that was important. And then you're like, uh. that this group was trying to break into the evidence lockup at the police station right. and they couldn't find, you know, they stopped them. But the police at the end of the episode are searching the evidence lockup for, you know, uh, something for, obvious for what they were, you know, whatever they were breaking in to find. Right. And then the thing that's been odd about that is those seem like bigger things to have not been mentioned at all until episode eight. You know? <laughs> like, right. Yeah, totally. And unless you've kind of like really kept in your head, like the specifics of what happened in the pilot, it was a little like, oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, okay. Oh, I kind of remember that. It's like, it kind of came out of nowhere all of a sudden. So it was a little, yeah, I don't, why do they do this to shows? Why? I, I don't know. I a time writing them in order and developing characters in a certain way. And I guess it's because I'm a writer that I find that really disrespectful. <laughs> but it's like, just how hard is it? Like, how do we learn nothing from Firefly? Did we learn? <laughs> <laughs> well, I really? think sometimes they think that, like, some like the second or third episodes or something like that are not quite as strong as things that have you know they've you know developed you know into the episodes and so the they want to they want to they want to put some of the better episodes up early and right. try and get uh you know hopefully get people to uh watch those and continue to you know say good things about uh you know not say oh man there's a huge drop off in the second episode i guess or something like that uh but you know comparatively speaking other than all of a sudden the the ensemble is working much better together in the second episode than they would have been in the in the actual second episode uh how much better of an actual episode is episode you know the what aired as the second episode as to this episode you know uh right 
I, I, I totally agree. Like what, I mean, it, it might've had a little more action maybe or something, but like what their rationale is for doing those kind of replacements just is, is mind boggling, honestly, because you know, you can't, you just can't do that. It would be like reading a, a series of novels and being like, <laughs> I'm going to read eight and then six and then two. <laughs> Like you would never do that. Or just <laughs> exactly. Or yeah, I'm gonna read chapter one, then I'm gonna skip yeah. to chapter five, and yeah. I'm gonna read a few chapters, and then I'm gonna and jump back to I chapter three. Yeah, because I'm sure the author didn't put anything important in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and for the most part, you know, since the way these episodes have been playing out, there, I I still think it would have been kind of weird had this episode played in episode two, and yet still. With the rest of the episodes that we've seen, there hasn't been much mention of things that happen in the pilot. Unless, yeah, unless uh, there's something in episodes three and four that we haven't seen yet that kind of ties up some of that stuff. Well, we've, sure. seen, yeah. we've seen episode three. Oh, well, then, episode four then, yeah, that's still floating. Four. <laughs> episode yeah. four is still floating out there. So, uh, so yeah, I'm not. Uh, I I really like the show. I like what they're doing on an individual episode basis, they, they touch on interesting topics in sort of uh, taking things that we know of now and sort of giving, positing an idea of where something could go off into oh, the yeah. future. I love the future tech in the show. I loved in this episode that like minority report kind of like individualized advertising thing. I love their like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, like memory scrubber thing. I thought all that was really cool. They're great at that. Yeah. That's, that's so far what's been keeping me uh, watching the show is that at least the individual episodes cover an interesting topic type of thing. Uh, but and, the overall arc is. But I, yeah. But I have been disappointed in that. It doesn't seem to have set up much of a, like a season long arc or. Uh, I agree. It, I mean, it, it seemed like it was trying to <laughs> in, the, in the pilot, uh, but yet it, it went away from that. So I'm yeah, I'm interested I, to see, you know, once, you know, the last few episodes will, you know, once episode four airs at some point, and then the last few episodes will air in their normal order, I'm assuming, uh, to end the season, because, you know. You, if, I'm assuming they built to some sort of season finale in this show, and yeah. that, and that you, you've got to play that last. Um, I'm all for baddie of the week, but what keeps me really interested in shows is the character arc, long-term character arcs, or long-term story arcs, because that's what keeps you coming back every week to find a little bit more out about whatever the major theme of the season is. I mean, I think when shows are able to successfully pull off Monster of the Week plus a little major plot development, that's when right. shows are successful. So, Yeah, I think that's, uh, uh, that's well, that's the, the next show on our list, uh, Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> so good at that. Uh, season one, yes. episode 11, uh, The Vessel, with uh, oh, my God, the final two episodes scary. air tonight as we're recording this. But that's a show that definitely has, it has a, an episode arc, you know, a monster of the week type of thing, something they have to complete. But whatever they're doing helps them also find out more information towards the larger story. So, right. And it's not a tacked on, it's not one of those where, you get the episode of the week and then the last minute and a half is, oh, by the way, yeah. you know, <laughs> did you know right. that we also found out this about the main story arc? 
And so it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, yeah, this episode was scary as f. Like, let me just—it it really was. This show is always a little bit creepy. Like, it's always high on the creepy factor. No, this show, this episode scared me. Like Jenny and Macy's possession was, yeah, scenes, a, yes, were exceptionally so creepy. creepy. Oh God, they were amazing, and I, I love Amanda Stenberg as Macy. She does such a great job, and her whole like, her whole arc in this episode was it just. I can't even talk about it. <laughs> it was very, it was very well done, considering that possessions themselves. Um, I don't want to say they're overdone, uh, but there have been so many movies, and sure. you know that it, there's a lot you have to compete with. Totally, and and this show did such a fantastic job competing with the big the big movies and and everything like that yeah yeah they definitely even just you know the whole idea of this this sort of like demon that can just transfer from one person to another and you have like no idea uh you know how how they're getting getting there and then pretty soon uh you weren't like sure what was what was going to happen that when it turned out that the demon had transferred to the daughter. I was like, holy crap. Oh my God. They really went there is what I thought. Cause you were like, this is way too early for like in the episode for them to actually harm the daughter or do something like that. So like what's coming next. And then you're like, she's like floating in the center of the room. Seriously. And then the, and then, you know, like when the, the mom finally gets out of the room and is like, what is going on? (laughs) Uh, this is a bad day. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't immediately talk about Ichabod in skinny jeans. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. It's important to talk about this. Because... <laughs> <laughs> he was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad he put the coat back on in the end. It wouldn't be him without the coat. But I, I could stand a little bit more of Ichabod in modern day. A little day. bit more, like, right, right. Maybe like, some, maybe just some regular jeans. You know, yeah. like, they don't have to be, they don't have to be skinny jeans. But I mean, that was that did work for a, a great joke. I loved when she's like, "Here, try this on." And he goes in, and she's like, "That was quick." And he's got his old outfit back on. He's <laughs> like. It is a. We don't have time to be screwing around with clothes right now. We've, no. got, uh, we've got bigger problems. One thing I don't like about the show, and I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't say I don't like it, but it it it's always fairly easy to find what they need to solve their problem. Uh, oh, we need a 17th century French lantern. I know just where to find one. <laughs> And I know you have to do that um, at least somewhat because otherwise it wouldn't work out, uh, especially in just a single episode. But sometimes it seems a little too convenient, maybe. That that a lot of the things they need seem to be in the Sleepy Hollow area. Uh, Right. right. (laughs) Yeah, that's that that can be a a little bit. uh, But, you know, but so far. You know they have so much fun with the other stuff, and they do some of the other things so well that uh, you you get engrossed with the you know the character development and the relationship between these characters, and that you're sort of able to just slough off you know sort oh, of yeah. like minor yeah. minor concerns and things like that. 
Right. I, I agree. And I, as someone who really thinks that characters are the most important part of any show and are pretty much the main reason why I will or will not continue watching something, the development of the relationship between the characters on Sleepy Hollow has been so good. The progression of the relationship between Abby and Jenny has been like a really nice slow build over the course of the season. I love that the Abby Ichabod thing is an inherently romantic thing. That's something that I think uh, Orsi and Kurtzman are really good at doing in their shows. Hawaii Five-0 right. is, is very similar to that. Um, <laughs> I just I, I really like how how different and how nuanced it is in terms of the characters, and that's why I keep watching. Frankly, it, mm-hmm. in spite of all of the like, oh, we happen to need a Washington's diary that's over here, and there's a settlement of dead people just around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I I agree. Um, like I said, I don't like when that happens, but I do know that otherwise, it, you know. It, the show wouldn't work. Yeah. So I do look past that stuff. It was, it just struck me as funny. Yeah. Over, overall, I think it, it really like this episode had some great development for uh, Abby and Ginny, where you find out even more about why Ginny was always, you know, <laughs> she was possessed at one time. <laughs> she was always, always had thoughts of killing her sisters. So she so would lost contact. Yeah. God, <laughs> So she would get herself arrested. That was why she was always in trouble. I mean, that you, it took something that you knew and added, you know, some more depth to it, and and then had them at the end. As I as I heard somebody uh, on another podcast say, literally facing their demons, you know, like together. right, <laughs> yeah. And uh, that that worked really well in in the episode, and I it just really, you know, sort of left things in that. Really looking forward to tonight of how they're going to uh, uh, close things out with the last two episodes of the season. Absolutely. All right. We'll move on to the next show on the list, uh, which is uh, Bitten, uh, season one, episode one, uh, Summons, or the uh, the series pilot. Uh, and uh, well, we'll start with you, Sam. What did you think of? Uh, what do you think of Bitten? Well, I got to tell you, I was probably a little biased when it came to Bitten. I had had the opportunity to visit the set earlier in the year and interview a bunch of the cast. And everyone was so wonderful and so lovely. And the set was so impressive and beautiful that I was instantly like, I'm going to love this show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sold. (laughs) So uh, I I went into the show with like a fairly positive mindset about it. And I I wasn't disappointed. I really like that it was a supernatural show that didn't involve a bunch of teenagers. Like, I was stoked right away. Um, I love that it's based on the Women of the Underworld series by Kelly Armstrong, which is a great series of books. Laura Mm -hmm. Vandervoort kicks serious ass as the only female werewolf. And the cast is rounded out by a bunch of, like, super hot dudes who can't seem to (laughs) go four seconds without ripping their shirt off. So, even though, like, it's, you know, it's another Supernatural show and we have a million of those, like, I, I really liked it. And as someone who's currently podcasting you from Toronto, it was really cool for me to see, you know, my city represented as my city instead of pretending to be New York City <laughs> right, or right. LA or wherever, you know, Suits pretends that it actually is instead of, like, down the street from me. So it, it, that, that's kind of cool. So I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I'm looking forward to seeing where the character development goes over the course of the season because I think that's really what's going to sell the show. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, something I really liked about uh, Flashpoint is that it 
Yeah. Set in, you know, cop show set in a major city, but not, not pretending it's just like it's Toronto. It it's just perfectly is. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff happens up here too, you know, type of thing. Uh, yeah, we really appreciate that <laughs> up here. You know, so, yeah, I, I like that, uh, you know, she's she mentions that she's living in Toronto now. You know, that's where she's she's gone to. So I I liked it. It's it's still a little I don't know that they uh, well, I'll say you need to see the second episode before it, you you sort of fully get uh, a full appreciation for like what the setup of all these characters are. Right, why she left, what what the problem is with her and the guy, and yeah, they, I think that's kind of great too, though, because so many shows, supernatural shows, are origin stories. Like, I love that the first episode wasn't Elena getting bitten and dealing with like her yeah. life as a werewolf. Like, that's so every show on the CW. It, like here, she's already been a werewolf for a year, and there's all this backstory that you don't know about her and Clay. I mean, if you've read the books, you know, but. Um, there's a lot of, of really interesting stuff going on behind there, which makes her a really deep character more so than just like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> now, I do have to say it started off with a rather, well, rather graphic sex, sex scene, yeah. <laughs> kind of racy for, for especially non pay cable. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm, I had originally thought, Oh, well, my son would like this app. He just turned 16. He'll like this show. I'm sure he would. Uh, I'm sure he would, but there's no way in the world I'm watching with him. Well, he's not watching with you either. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, that there has been a, a little bit more. Uh, it, it was kind of interesting when, like, down here, sci-fi, uh, where they're airing, you know, Lost Girl being human, uh, bitten, and you're like. Yeah. Really, they're moving Lost Girl to, you know, sort of the eight o'clock hour you know, type of thing. And then seriously, you... like that's the least racy of their shows right yeah. now. Like the sex that has sex with anything. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, really? Or you know, I guess maybe they wanted to go, uh, you know, with sort of the there's a werewolf on being human into here's another show about werewolves uh, type of thing. But then you see the show and you're like. Oh well, maybe it should air at ten o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. As a rule, I don't love shows that open with a gratuitous sex scene because I feel yeah. like it's a ratings grab, and it can often point to the fact that you don't think your writing is very strong. But at the same time, I really feel with this show that they wanted to be like, this is going to be not your CW sci-fi. Like this is going to be your grown-up adult sci-fi and we're going to lead with that right out the gate. And I'm hoping that now that they've kind of established that, we won't need to open every episode with naked Elena. Well, and and I'm checking now because I have that book and I just haven't read it. Do, is that how the book actually opens too? Uh, it does open with her in bed with her partner in Toronto and like getting the the urge and having to run out. So it's it's right. very similar. Yeah, they okay. and I know that they do eventually deviate. Uh, I don't know how they do eventually deviate from the book a little bit, but this the first couple of episodes are very very true to the source. Yeah. So see that I mean that it can be explained a little bit, I guess. 
but yeah, it was it was all of a sudden very shocking, you know, to start to start up the episode and wow, wait a minute. <laughs> so, I think if you were if you watched the first episode and you were like, eh, you should watch the second episode. I agree. Right. Hang on, I think hang on for a bit because I think uh, I, I I find this this happens a lot with the uh, certain shows. Uh, especially in sort of a genre thing is that, well, we'll talk about Helix later, but they aired, you know, the first two episodes uh, to, you know, to kick things off is I think some of these shows really work better <laughs> with uh, like a two hour opening to, to some of these things. Cause you can't, if you try and stuff everything into the first episode, then it's just like too crammed full of things and, or you've got people it's so uh, just, true. just, just mm-hmm. like having to just too much talking where they just have to explain a bunch of things to you. you know? like, yeah. And, right. and to, to be able to fit things in. So that doesn't work either. But then sometimes it's an interesting introduction to this character, but you get sort of the full introduction to the character and the show in the first two episodes. Yeah, I really well, and- feel like this was a two-parter that they just split up over the course of two weeks just to get the intros out of the way. And I'll be looking forward to episode three to kind of see what the show looks like more as it will be going forward, you know, less of like yeah. the introduction, starting stuff and more of the like baddie of the week kind of stuff. So, yeah, well, and, and like in my notes, I put I liked it and I'm curious to see more. And I guess that in the perspective of a showrunner that isn't a bad thing yeah, you know because well, yeah if uh, it, it wasn't my favorite show but i definitely want to see if they answer some of my questions in the next episode or two yeah and plus it's just uh monday nights are now completely oh. ridiculous with Packed. it's out of control PR <laughs> <laughs> can't handle it it's like no dude, no at, at least, like you said before we started recording, at least you get bitten on on Saturdays. I mean, yes. I, I'd yeah. love to get a few shows on Saturdays down here besides the occasional BBC America show. Because yep. right now, uh, for me, on Monday nights, I'm watching Castle and The Blacklist and Intelligence and Teen Wolf and Bitten, and they all play at the same time. You know? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> but, you know, that's, but that's not to mention that I'm watching, you know, uh, Sleepy Hollow and then also, you know, Being Human and then was watching Major Crimes that finally just ended. So at least that's, you know, I don't have to worry about that one for the next few weeks. Uh, But I'll be watching the following when it returns, uh, you know, to Monday nights. Well, and there are comedies and (laughs) and I mean, Almost Human is Monday, too, isn't it? Well, then you have Switched at Birth on ABC Family. Yeah. And... This is literally giving me a panic attack. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> thankfully, cable re- most of the cable shows re-air their episodes you know, a bajillion times, but there's still just a ton of TV on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Monday, Mondays or Sundays and Mondays have become sort of the this ridiculous amount of TV on, on, on those nights. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, Bitten, you know, give it a, give it a second chance. Watch uh, tonight's episode that will, by the time you're listening to this, will have aired. <laughs> uh, but, uh, we'll move on to, uh, the next show on the list, which is a uh, person of interest. Oh. Uh, season three, episode 13, uh, four C. 
as the episode title. I love this show. You have some thoughts. (laughs) I I just, I just, the whole storyline with Carter and, you know, the, the, the bad guys seem to take forever. And about the middle of that, I got, got really kind of dragged down and tired of it. But there at the end, the last three or four episodes before Carter died and then stretching out to to this episode have just sucked me right back in. And I just lo- I love the show and I love this episode. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> me too. I love a show that isn't afraid to not take itself too seriously sometimes because I feel like a lot of television now, like like I grew up in an era of Stargate SG-1, you know, when it, when it was okay for a sci-fi show to be a little bit goofy sometimes. And I really feel like Person of Interest is good at doing that on occasion. And this is one of those episodes. It was basically Assassins on a Plane. Like it was right. amazing. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's Passenger 57 or... <laughs> well, they were watching, the other passengers on the plane were watching North by Northwest (laughs) being that like genre of scary thriller happens on a plane you know it was just I I loved it I thought it was so clever but I also thought it like furthered the plot in some really good ways too like the machine bypassing Finch and the serial number system (laughs) to communicate directly with Reese is like what it can do that oh snap like yeah so it was funny and smart things i like mm-hmm. yeah finch finch being like you know i'd be more than happy to have you back but i didn't do this you know like, <laughs> right like, well, i'd be more happy to be like go be free and the machine was like bitch no i knew yeah i mean i knew from you know the preview last week you know i knew that it wasn't anybody i mean it had to have been either root or the machine you know and yeah. and uh, so inevitably, I mean, it had to be the machine because she's controlling Root. But uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of an obvious that's who it was, not Finch. But but it was also interesting that it sent him, you know, it it sent him to help out on a relevant number, not right, and not an irrelevant number. So that was that was a, a an interesting different twist uh, as well. See, I think the machine just wanted uh, John to get some. you know the machine said okay look i know you've gone through a lot you know carter's death and all that so here help me out with this one thing and then you know take some time for some fun i really like what they've been doing uh with the show with adding in you know not just uh you know the government or the cops uh going after them you know there was uh, you know, they've sort of done away with, uh, you know, the bad cops, you know, mm-hmm. angle, but they've they've got this whole new group uh, out there that's sort of the, I guess, the anti-technology group in, in some respects uh, that's trying to find the machine as well. And then you have sort of Root, who's you're you're not sure, like, how good <laughs> she is, like, she's sort of. Like the machines, like you got to be good now, you know, type of thing, and so <laughs> she's sort of one of the good guys now. Uh, that that's sort of been interesting, uh, and so they've they've added in some other, you know, some other developments. Uh, I it, I thought it was interesting when there was the potential that there might be a whole another machine out there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that, <laughs> that, that was interesting. They've really, uh, you know, stepped things up uh, in this season with doing away with some uh, old enemies and, but, exactly. but bringing out some new, uh, you know, things totally. that they have to go up against. And uh, can I just say too, Sarah Shea, he is like probably my favorite person on the planet. And I'm so <laughs> happy that she is on this show now full time <laughs> because she just brings me so much joy. I've been a fan of hers since she did that show. Did you guys watch Life with Yes, yes. on NBC? Yes. God, that show was brilliant. Yes, I, I love know. that show. That that short-lived, should have lasted much longer uh, show with uh, her and Damian Lewis. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then she had her own show on USA for a while, Fairly Legal, which I also right. really liked. It was canceled way too soon. And and so seeing her on a show as good as this just like really makes me happy. And I like that she got the B storyline this week too. So Yep. Yep. Uh one thing I also like um about this episode is I'm glad that Root is out because it gives that character and the uh, dynamic between her and the rest of the group, another dimension. Um, they know her more now than they did uh, when, you know, when before they, whatever, captured, caught, whatever her. Uh, so it'll be fun to see if they can predict her movements or whatever easier now. That's interesting. But it's also interesting with like, when, it, when and where is she going to pop back up with, uh, you know, to help out in different situations and, and whether she'll stay on this sort of uh, path of, you know, the, of listening to the machine type of thing, or right. if, if some, or if something will happen uh, it, with that relationship, <laughs> which is weird to say, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they've, they've brought in some, uh, a lot of uh, interesting elements uh, to the show. To keep it fresh. That that both changes things up, but still leaves you in sort of this giving you, you get you still get the same thing that you you know the action and mm-hmm. you know the the saving different people and stuff like that. But they've added in new elements that they have to uh, you know watch out for uh, as they're doing these things now. So because after a while, you know, if you're in this position, you got to figure that you got to be able to sooner or later take out some of these people that you can't just have the same, you know, the same problems, you know, the same major problems week after week after week. Uh, otherwise what's, what good is this machine? <laughs> you know, type right, of, type right. of thing. So it's, it's interesting to see, you know, the government's going to continue to be uh, a problem, but to also have this other, you know, these other groups and things popping up uh, that they have to deal with and they'll never know, you know, until, you know, in the middle of when they're, when they get a number, it's always been, you never know whether the number you're helping out somebody who's in trouble or, or if they're the killer. person causing the trouble <laughs> right? or, totally. but you have the added element now that you never know when this other group is going to pop up uh, and, uh, and try and, and do something as well. But in, but for completely different reasons than like HR or something like that. Right. Uh, so definitely look forward to see what they do with the, you know, the rest of this season. Yep. Me too. Me three. <laughs> we picked a bunch of shows that we seem to all be on, 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 agree- about. on, on agreement here, whether 
uh, with either with the pro- where we either agree with what the problems with the show are or with how much we <laughs> we really like the show. Good team, guys. Good <laughs> yes. uh, Next show on the list is Grimm, uh, season three, episode eleven, uh, the Good Soldier. Uh, start with you this time, Jenny. What did uh, what do you think about Grimm this season and this episode in particular? Okay, well, um, I first season, I love that Juliet is in the know now. Um, I think it adds uh, just another layer of of dimension to the show. The episode... Yeah, I love how much fun she has looking through the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the trailer. Um, and, and I love Monroe and Rosalie. Uh, this ep was so... so- this up was so cute, so beautiful. His his support of Rosalie. Uh, I love how he reached out and helped her push the doorbell. Oh, um, especially after she like bolted up there with the <laughs> yeah. right, exactly. Um, but I was so totally cheering for the killer in this one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is never really a great thing, I guess. But the show pushed one of my buttons this week, and. You know, there are a lot of shows. Law and Order has done it. Um, you know, things like that. Uh, Storylines about civilian contractors working with the military. And I almost always hate the episodes because someone's always getting away with stuff. So the fact that these guys, they got away with it, but now it was catching back up to them really, really made me happy. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was interesting that the really scary thing about this episode wasn't the manticore or anything like that. The scariest right. part was, like, the fact that it was dealing with a real serious issue, exactly. like, you know, sexual assault in the military. And, like, the worst parts of this episode for me was watching the, like, sexual assault victim cut herself or, like, mm-hmm. suffer from PTSD or right. have to live. Like, that was... That was disturbing in this episode. I, I saw it way way more than the creepy scorpion tails. Right. Um, so they that was uh, it was kind of an it you know the show's not usually like that. It was an right. interesting turn. Yeah, I think it was it was definitely sort of on a subject matter. I mean, they deal with you know m- murders and and you know all kinds of things like that. But I think this is like the first time really this. Is, that they've delved into, you know, like rape or sexual assault uh, type of uh, thing. And it was, it definitely brought a different, uh, a bit to the, you know, more seriousness even to the storyline. On the other hand, there, there's one thing that I would like to see in a show at some point, and that would be a civilian contractor that's not full of like like people that are are criminals because there's got to be some good (laughs) contractors out there right right like you can't all you know every time you hear the mention of something you know like they use some you know like term like blackwater or some weird name for some civilian contractor you're like oh great another another group that went over and got away with something you know (laughs) you know and you're just like I, I would that would just be an interesting twist for a show to do right where they have a civilian contractor but it turns out they help out with the investigation <laughs> and that it wasn't them that would oh my be God. seriously <laughs> that would be an interesting twist did Nick and Hank seem almost unnecessary this week most of the time <laughs> yeah it wasn't really their episode at all no it wasn't 
Which I thought, you know, I thought, oh, well, that's it's kind of weird because, you know, Nick's not the focus. They're not, you know, the police aren't the but but by the end, I thought, you know, it wasn't it it wouldn't have been uh, as smooth and any more effective had had more of the focus been on them, more of the focus been on their investigation. So, yeah, it was almost interesting in that. If you like really look at like the time spent in the episode, you know, normally the A story is the investigation and then there's a B story and then maybe a C story. But in in this where the the B story with the them going off to visit the parents and the sister, that that almost had as much screen time as the investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which then- was nice because it was light uh light, but it was it it balanced out i feel like the the heavier rape storyline yeah that's about as heavy as it gets yeah so, yeah yeah and then you you had the the you had the c storyline of uh, adeline and the uh-huh. and the baby she's carrying where they they're still keeping tabs on her and uh you know there's some Interesting things happening. <laughs> now, before Nick front. stripped her of being a Wesson, could she move cups with her mind? Yeah, I don't know uh, <laughs> if what what the deal is, or, or that like because of like maybe the baby she's carrying is <laughs> has some powers <laughs> uh, type of thing. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that being uh, you know those types of uh, things being. The, a Wesson power. What, well, what the she was a hexen beast uh, uh-huh. of, of her abilities. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, so there's some interesting questions of like what's happening with the this baby that she's carrying that has uh, you know royal blood. <laughs> it's uh, it's good timing for the Devil's Due movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll tie in there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, cause the, I'm I'm interested to see where that storyline goes. And then just the the rest of it, this season, they've delved even more into, uh, you know, sort of the mythology of of things uh, where, you know, there's little bits of story taking place elsewhere. And every once in a while, the the story of the week also plays into, uh, you know, the, the bigger story that's going on. But they I, they've definitely continued to develop. You know, as the seasons have gone on, where each season they seem to dive more and more into adding more of the mythology stuff into it Mm -hmm. uh, as as they go along, which uh, I like as 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 we talked previously, I like shows that uh, that have that both aspect, you know, they give you a satisfying story each week. But, you know, a lot of times there's things that push the overall story. And, you know, there's, you know, character growth and other things that continue to happen. And uh, that's what they've been doing, you know, even more of. They they definitely started doing more of it in the second season than in the first season. And I think they've gone, you know, even a little bit further, uh, further this season. Right. So anybody else have anything else about Grimm? No, I just said I'm looking forward to next week. Me too. That's that's exactly how I feel. I I thought it was good. I thought it was a little dark for me. Uh, I'm glad they're shining a light on something that's a real life issue. Um, but oftentimes I watch my TV to especially Grimm. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yeah. 
silly and a little bit of hilariousness between Nick and Hank. Like, I, I want a little bit of that. And I just, it wasn't really there for me this week. And I thought the Rosalie Monroe moments were really cute. But the rest of it was a little too heavy for me. So let's just go back to the usual format, please. And thank you. <laughs> yeah, kind of go to my TV to get away from yeah. these terrible things in the news <laughs> in some respects. Right, exactly. There's a reason that I don't just watch HBO all the time. Uh, and I like Silly Network TV because it's Silly Network TV. So, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's uh, sort of the uh, that's why I like a lot of the USA Network shows is uh, because because they're so silly. Yes, God, they are so great at making character dramas. And there's recently been a big re- reshuffle in the you know behind the scenes departments on Sci-Fi. And the old head of USA is actually over at Sci-Fi now. So I'm really stoked to see what new stuff Sci-Fi might be coming out with in the next couple of years, given how good USA is at making shows that are about people that are awesome. So hopefully that carries over to Sci-Fi now. We're going to start seeing some of that. That'd be really cool. And speaking of Sci-Fi, the last show on our list is uh, Helix. Oh, I set you up for that so well. <laughs> Season one, episode three, 274. The teamwork on this episode is amazing. It that really is. You'd think we'd plan this out ahead of time. <laughs> so, uh, Sam, what are, you, uh, what are you thinking of Helix uh, three episodes in? Uh, I Well, actually, similar to Bitten, I had the chance to go up and visit the Helix set a few months ago on the Sci-Fi Press Tour, and it was so creepy to be in that set, so I was all ready for like, a <laughs> super-duper creepy show, and it has not disappointed in that regard because it's been very creepy, very scary, uh, which has been great, and it's been great for about two episodes of creepiness, the same way you can get away with like a two-hour creepy movie. And I found that this episode was the slowest so far and that I'm getting a little nervous now because if they're just going to keep relying on the creepiness factor to keep you watching the show, it's not going to be enough. Like I need to start unraveling a couple mysteries. I need to get some, I need to get deeper into this because it's gross seeing all these people with the virus all the time. (laughs) I'm terrified of the complex. It's working. That's all great. But how long can that sustain a show? I'm not sure. Yeah, to me, this feels more like it should be a miniseries. You know, five or six episodes even, maybe, but I oh, I barely made it through this ep, honestly. And I don't think I'll be watching anymore, simply because it, it feels like they're drawing it out so much. That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah, that... that I'm already, I already want answers and we're not getting any. And, you need you know, to like, it needs to be one of those shows that has a series of mysteries instead of just one long mystery because it's just the one long mystery and they try and draw it out over how many seasons. It's like, well, nothing's happening. So why am I continuing to tune in? I am glad they haven't like spent too much time going down the love triangle road, like points for that. But God. Mm-hmm. Like, get on with it. We've all seen the Andromeda strain. Like, nothing new is happening here. Let's go. You know, step it up. Well, I I like the way this episode ended uh, with, you know, her realizing that the the test didn't work uh, was was interesting. But it it also left a question of, like... Why are you doing science, bro? You're pretty crap at it. But did the person that created the (laughs) test, like, did she know that it didn't work? Right. Uh, 
I like, in which case, is this just Battlestar Galactica again? Because I watched that, and that was the same sort of thing. Because so. they they also leave it with you know she has this big scar on her back, and she you know she's got this twist. She's twitch. She's taking medication. So it left me in a spot where there there's now sort of questions about everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, and so. I'm in that I'm I'm sort of in that same spot. I really like the show. I like the creepiness factor. I think they've done a really good job uh at, of of sort of hooking me. But I think you're right that if in the next couple of episodes we don't get at least as the audience get an some answers to what some of these things are like uh you know, why is the military guy in league with the you know, the head of the the place who yeah. are they working for? Uh, right. You know, what's the deal with the twitch and the scar on, you know, the young, you know, the young CDC doctor? Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, what was this test, you know, a mistake? What what's the deal with the glowing eyes on the, the, the guy? <laughs> on the guy, the, right. You know, yeah, it's great at setting up all these <clears throat> mysteries. But if they're just going to draw them out, like I think that's something that Sleepy Hollow is really, really good at. It'll ask a question next week. It'll answer it. But then it will ask another question. And so. You're constantly solving little mysteries that make you feel like the show is going somewhere, which is really important because if you're just drawing out one long mystery, then why am I going to continue to watch? I'll just tune in for the season finale when you solve everything in one fell swoop and like set up the mysteries for next season. (laughs) Right, right. Right? I mean, really. Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely in this spot where I liked the, the opening, the second or the third episode for me, there was no drop off. It kept that same level of sort of creepiness factor and it added in a, you know, a few more questions. Uh, but like with other shows, if, you know, uh, say uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something like that, if you don't start, if you don't just stop setting up questions, you know, and without yeah. answering them any at, at any time, uh, I could see them, you know, losing me halfway through the season. But yeah, so far... So far, I'm I'm definitely on board, uh, especially since we're you know it's a 13 episode season. So I you know I even if it starts to fall off, I might stick around because uh, something you know like Defiance, it definitely fell off after the pilot for me, but it finally did pick back up in the last two or three episodes and made it interesting again. So that I want actually wanted to see the second season. So uh, I you know I may be willing to stick around more on a short you know, episode count show than uh, I would on, you know, if you started falling apart, you know, five or six episodes into something that's going to run like 24 episodes, then (laughs) (laughs) uh, it might be less likely for me to stick around, uh, you know, going forward. But yeah, it was definitely, I was glad to see that it lived up to sort of the, you know, kind of sort of the hype in that, you know, after visiting the set, I I always have that, you know, especially if the set is hugely impressive, like yeah. <laughs> like the Helix set is, yeah. uh, that it makes you more excited for a show than maybe you would normally be. Uh, and that was something that, you know, after visiting the Defiance set, uh, was super stoked for that show. But then the third and fourth episodes, it really fell off from what they, mm-hmm. they set up in the opening. And you're like, oh, man, this is, uh, this is not what I thought it was. Uh, gonna be so so far i'm glad that helix is uh it's at least delivering on is, the creep factor yeah is at least delivering on on that that creep factor of uh you know filming in a defunct you know science lab basically 
which was sort of just creepy to walk through. <laughs> and that some of the stuff that they're filming in is just all the dust and everything that's there is just from when that place went out of business and the people left, <laughs> you know, the actual building. Uh, that that kind of stuff is kind of interesting. For sure. It, it made it creepy, you know, walking through there. Uh, I did want to say one thing. Uh, if you've seen the photos that I posted on Instagram, uh, you might think that I was stalking Sam around the uh, oh. <laughs> around the set visit because she seems to appear in many of my photos. <laughs> I noticed that too. I was like, it's me. Oh, my God, it's me again. Ah. <laughs> and it was a pretty small group, to be fair. And, like, I think I was just all over everything. I was like, can I touch it? Can I put it on my face? It's <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, back to back to my thoughts on it for a second. Uh, my biggest dislike in in any series is inner conspiracy. Things like the somebody in the group, you know, in the main group that you know to everybody else he or she looks like a good guy, and really they're not. I hate that. I I hate it. And it that alone has made me stop watching multiple series, which I realize is kind of stupid. But um, you know, I I no matter how much I like a uh, person of interest, for example, if um Fusco especially, you know, early this season if he had really actually gone back to hr i'd have been gone um i just i can't stand it when when the problems are coming from within the group so that is that is probably my biggest problem with helix is that you just don't know yet you know the military guy he sure seems to not be on the up and up, even after talking, you know, with the, with the blonde doctor outside, I just, I, I don't know. I just can't. Yeah. He's in a, that, I, that I character's, totally that character's in a weird spot too, because he seems to be in league with the, the head of the, the, you know, the facility, but yet he also seems to be like helping the CDC doctors, you know, right. he, he's like, after, Obviously, somebody took the monkey that she was working on. He was like, well, I know where to find. But you would think if he was completely in league with the other guy that he wouldn't have, you know, helped her find the the creepy frozen monkeys. Exactly. (laughs) Outside. And uh, I I feel like that's a very like Ronald D. Moore Battlestar Galactica thing, right? Who's good? Who's bad? (laughs) But I I think he's been bad. Maybe that that's like his contribution to the the idea of the show. Yeah, uh, I, but the the problem was with that I think is that even in Battlestar you knew you had a couple people to root for. Like you knew you liked Starbuck, you know, there was that. You knew, you know, Baltar was kind of bad, but kind of like you knew these things kind of right out the gate whereas this show cuz it's a little bit of a mystery like I don't know who I'm supposed to like or not right. like or like who I'm rooting for. So it, well, they've it also to... left it open for a couple of questions of like, you're pretty sure that the head of the facility is a bad guy, you know, right. you know, from the, would you like some water? And he gives him some water in the first episode. And then you see all that 
creepy stuff happened, and he's like, oh, we've, you know, progress. Uh, so obviously he's been, you know, working on lots of uh, creepy <laughs> strains of things up there. <laughs> right. Uh, and has, you know, done something to himself, <laughs> you know. And yeah. uh, so you're pretty sure that he's kind of a, a bad guy, but they have sort of left it open in that, is there somebody else in the group that is also right? Uh, that's the those are the things that kind of uh, bother me with the show is when all of a sudden somebody that's been presented as part of the good guys all along, all of a sudden halfway through is like, surprise. Right. <laughs> We've right. been a bad guy all along. <laughs> <laughs> We've had our own reasoning for, you know, coming on this trip. Uh, you know, so I hope that it doesn't go uh, in that direction. Yeah. But I think for the most part, they've delineated, uh, although even, you know, like the, the blonde, you know, doctor who's there for uh, comic relief, it was, it's like, why does she not tell, <laughs> uh, I'm blanking on his, uh, Dr. Farragut, you know, why does he not, she not say what she found? You know, she ran some tests, she found out some stuff happens, <laughs> but she's just like, oh, right. I'm still... It's like why? Well, it, why is she not I willing think, to tell him uh, that? Even though she just gave him the pep talk, like I've seen you, you know, pull miracles out, you know, type of thing. Yeah, I, I mean, that that's you know, she was she had that conversation with the with the uh, military guy, and so so that was what I took from it was that she thought that she should keep it keep everything from even her boss or, you know, the, the main doctor guy, cause because of that conversation. And I don't know. I just, I hate that. Well, I'm, I'll get really Ugh. annoyed if we get five or six episodes in. And part of the problem is because nobody ever tells anybody anything. <laughs> yeah. oh, I see that in a mile away. <laughs> that is one of my least favorite things is when, uh, if you're just like, what this would, this would take this conversation should take place. Why is this conversation never taking place uh, right. between these two characters? Something random always breaks up a conversation like right before they can give the information or for some weird reason, they just feel like they should keep it to themselves right now and not tell somebody else. But yet if they just let that one piece of information go, the other person would be able to solve the thing. I mean, that's why they do it is because they they need to extend it for 13 episodes or however many episodes a show is going. Uh, but it gets really annoying when you can see how easily something should be able to be solved. If, <laughs> right. if, if these if these people that are trying to solve this thing just actually gave everybody if everybody gave everybody the information. Uh, well, and that and that's why I said I thought this would be better as a shorter miniseries than even a 13 episode season because it feels already after three episodes it feels like it's going to be drawn out simply for the sake of being drawn out yeah, yeah well i think i think the next couple episodes is where we'll find out uh, okay. is is if we don't get if you know if if basically we end up five six episodes in and Everything that's been brought forward, at least us as the audience, at least if we don't know something. See, I'm perfectly fine with a show letting the audience in on things, even if other characters don't know yet. Right. Uh, because at least otherwise you just end up all the time with uh, more and more questions 
coming about and nothing getting mm-hmm. answered. And that gets right. that, as you said, that does get old. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll definitely see what the ne- you know in the next couple episodes. Uh, and How I'm hoping play out. I'm hoping that like in the next couple episodes we'll have found something out or we'll have more information about uh, some of these characters and the things that they're all hiding and stuff. Right. You know, even if, like I said, even if we find out about, because like, say the military guy and I'm really great with names of characters, the military guy (laughs) and the head of the facility, like if they have some sort of conversation where they let out more information about who, who it is that they're working for or, or, you know, or things like that. At least as the audience, if we get more information, I'd be, I'd be happy. Even if some of those things don't get found out by other characters until you know, seven, eight episodes in or something. Or right, and and yeah, that would that would even be fine for me. Uh, like you said, as long as we, the audience, get answers. So I guess I'll see. Well, all right, uh, that'll uh, that'll do it for the uh, prime time segment. Uh, of the podcast and uh, we'd love to hear uh, your thoughts out there on these shows Uh, are you watching do you like the ones that we (laughs) that we liked do you have the same or different problems with uh, shows like Helix or Almost Human uh, that we had Uh, let us know Uh, send those uh, to uh, feedback at tvtimes3.com or you can leave a comment in the show notes at uh, tvtimes3.com slash 210 as always, you'll be able to find links to the news stories that we talked about, as well as where you can find uh, Ginny and Sam online uh, at the aforementioned uh, show notes. And uh, next week, uh, Amory and Ray will be back with me, and uh, we'll be talking about uh, some more news and shows. And uh, close out with the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And uh, thanks, uh, Ginny and Sam, uh, for joining me on the podcast. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that was a blast. It was. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.